With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Anytime during my 10 years, I could do this. That's power. That's power. Here's the snap. The ball is down. The kick is up. And it's gone! Wolfpack wins! It's time for the Riddick and Reynolds podcast. Here's your host, James Curl. All right, folks, welcome to the Riddick and Reynolds podcast. Uh, we do have a wonderful crowd here at Medios this evening, and uh, we're going to talk about uh, a little wrestling tonight, which is exciting. We don't really uh, get a chance to talk about it too much, but obviously they had a big win uh, over the weekend, and we wanted to uh, discuss that at the uh, greatest extent that we could. And so we're going to have on a special guest for that here in just a bit. Um, we, uh, of course, uh, I say we, uh, the football team got an invite to the uh, to the Belk Bowl, uh, which is nice, uh, maybe a little bit better than we would have expected. But uh, mm-hmm. because of that fact, you'll have another opportunity to watch NC State play uh, football. And uh, if you're looking for a great spot to head to to watch the game, you could do it here at Amedios. Uh And, uh, you know, the folks here at Amedios have always taken good care of us. And, you know, with basketball season in full swing, you know, there's plenty of opportunities to catch NC State uh, play a number of sports, not just uh, football. So, uh, please do make Amedios your you know, official destination for either watching the games on the big screens or if you need to grab a meal before you head to the game uh, you know, over at the, the PNC Arena, uh, you know, there's a great spot to uh, come as well. And, uh, hey, if you want to grab some food on the way out of town as you head to Charlotte uh, on the day of the Bolt uh, Bowl game, uh, you know, I'm sure they wouldn't object too much here at Amedios also. Uh, so please do uh, take advantage of all the fine food here at Amedios. Uh, there's a new location, of course, in the western part of the county uh, over in Apex. You can uh, find all the great Amedios food out there as well. So uh, a lot of exciting things happening for Amedios these days, and it's cool to be kind of a part of it. So, um, again... Please do uh, take advantage of everything that Amedios has to offer for you, you uh, fine Wolfpack listener, you. Uh, let me uh, go ahead and welcome on my regular co-host. Matt Purdy is here this week. How are you doing, sir? Doing, doing very well, as always. James. All right. Let me... Uh, <laughs> were there some booze there for I, I that? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. My name's not like Luke or something, so you yeah, can yeah, booze, yeah. so you can't really confuse it. Yeah, it's not exactly I, like, I'm a, now. like a Keekly thing there. Yeah. Um, uh, but yes, I uh, w- appreciate you uh, coming and joining us this week. Uh, as we mentioned at the top of the show, uh, some exciting news in the world of wrestling. Uh, the uh, Wolfpack traveled to uh, the is it Stillwater, I think, Oklahoma, uh, to take on Oklahoma State. Uh, and if you're like me, someone who's not quite uh, as versed on uh, some of the royalty of uh, college wrestling... You may not have known right off that Oklahoma State's one of the premier programs in uh, the sport, but uh, most definitely uh, I learned that uh, over the weekend because NC State was able to travel to Stillwater and get a huge win against the uh, number four slash number two ranked 
uh, Cowboys out in Oklahoma State. Uh, so we wanted to definitely talk about it this week, and uh, our special guest this week is a, uh, a name that a lot of NC State fans know already, uh, was a instrumental figure in building the Wolfpack Wrestling Program through a lot of its heyday. Bob Guzzo is with us this week. Thank you. Coach, how are you? It's good to see you again. Oh, great. I'm doing great. Yeah, it's good to have you again. And, um, you know, we've had you on in the past, and, uh, you know, uh, I think we had you on one time when Chuck was here. Yeah, this is my buddy, Chuck. Uh, yeah, yeah. Chuck's doing uh, work out in Akron, but uh, we wanted to talk with you this week because uh, of the huge uh, news with State pulling off that huge upset in, in Stillwater. Uh, let me guess, I could start you know, with um, your thoughts on that match. I mean, how it progressed. It was, like most great matches are, a little bit of back and forth over the course of the match. Were you able to follow along during the match? Uh, a little bit. Uh-huh. Uh, but I, I'll tell you, it's uh, it's a monumental uh, win. Uh, it's It ranks up there with, you know, us uh, beating uh, UCLA to stop their streak way back. Uh-huh. Uh, but Oklahoma State is the the premier wrestling program in the nation. Mm-hmm. Uh, they won about, I'm not absolutely sure, but at least 35, 35. NCAA championship team titles. And uh, they they were the benchmark. Uh, Oklahoma State is, was, is the best known wrestling program in the nation. And, and to go out there and beat them in their home stadium, is it's incredible. It's uh, uh and it just blows my mind, to be honest with you. They did a great job. They got a lot of young kids that went out there with, with a lot of belief in themselves. And uh, uh, I just can't say enough. And I, it's such a huge win for Pat and the program. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm even stumped for words, to tell you the truth. <laughs> well, Pat, of course, is Coach Pat Popolizio, who's uh, done great things since his uh, hiring in t- uh, 2012. Um, he's had, uh, you know, an individual national champion, uh, Gwizdowski, uh, you're going to have to tell yeah, me. Gwizdowski. Gwizdowski. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Nick. <laughs> I, Nick. Let's just call him Nick. Uh, or, or G-Wiz. Yeah, uh, G-Wiz. Uh, he, uh, he's a force, man. He really is. And, you know, I think the, wasn't the match in doubt heading into his, uh, like it yeah, could have well, gone either way? Yeah, yeah, they, they, uh, they had a win. Well, the last two bouts were in particular very uh-huh. critical. Of course, they all mount up, but uh, came down to winning at 190 and heavyweight. And of course, uh, they won both of those. And uh, uh, there were a lot of a lot of great matches. A lot of a lot of nationally ranked kids uh, on both both teams. Uh, you know, uh-huh. uh, Nick is of course ranked number one at heavyweight. Right. And of course, they needed him to pull it out to win the thing. So, yeah. Uh, but I also saw that I think uh, Oklahoma State's heavyweight is number four in the country, so he was no slouch. Uh, yeah. It was, you know, I think some said it uh, might be kind of a preview of what might be the national final whenever they, you know, the the teams reach the uh, end of the season. So, well, you know, almost every kid that Oklahoma State puts out there is nationally ranked, right? <laughs> and usually they're like one or two. Uh, yeah. Uh, over the years, uh, uh, since I've been involved in wrestling, as, as I said, they're the they're the benchmark of the the premier wrestling program in the nation and uh uh to go out there as i said and and do what they did these kids did a fantastic job i mean mm-hmm. uh, uh particularly particularly doing it there right uh, so uh the kids the kids uh, believe in themselves and they uh pat really has them working hard they're, mm-hmm. they're, they're, they're they got a lot of belief in themselves and it's like the saying that uh you know uh because that's saying. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, it goes you know, without can, saying. Yeah. Well, 
You know, you, they say you can you can uh, win when nobody believes in you, but you can't win if you don't believe in yourself. So there you go. These kids do have a lot of belief in, in what they're doing and, and the program. So yeah, uh, and this is just the beginning. They're they're all pretty much young young kids, so it's a young team. And and Coach uh, Pat, of course, is an alum of Oklahoma State, uh, and so it was a bit of a homecoming for him. And has he had a chance to face off against Oklahoma State uh, prior uh, there in Stillwater? He may have. Uh, uh, I I don't think so. Uh-huh. Yeah. Matter of fact, uh, when Pat was a high school wrestler, he visited here. Uh, we uh-huh. recruited Pat, so uh-huh. I've known Pat for quite a while. So, uh, and then of course he he wrestled for Oklahoma State. And, right. Uh, uh, I'm sure it's real rewarding to him to go back there and, and uh, beat his old coach, John Smith. So uh, uh, I'm sure he had a great time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, uh, you're, uh, you know, my understanding is you're still involved with the program. Uh, you know, uh, what's your role with the team now as maybe an advisor of sorts or. Uh, what what involvement do you still have with the team at, well, at this I point? Well, I, I go to practice and I help a little bit here and uh, there, you know. So it's kind of uh, Pat treats me very nice. So <laughs> I'm very uh-huh. pleased about that. So I really enjoy uh, uh-huh. being around the program, and uh, from time to time I help a little bit. Yeah. Well, I mean, hey, uh, I can only imagine. Of course, I've never been in these these shoes, or never uh, been in the position of uh, coaching a Division One program. But I'm sure it helps to uh, you know have the backing and support of you know, one of the great uh, coaches in the program's history, no doubt. So uh, I, I'll speak for you and say that uh, <laughs> Pat's happy to have you around, I'm sure. Yeah, well, it's mutual. Uh, we yeah. get along real well, and, and uh, yeah, like I say, he's a fine young man. He's a fine coach, so uh, we, we have a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah. Where does this win rank uh, against maybe some of the great wins that you had when you were here at NC State? Well, again, I think this is probably the biggest win uh, for NC State wrestling that uh, in the history of the program, uh, and we had some big wins. We beat Penn State at Penn State when they were ranked second in the country, and uh, we had some you know huge wins. But uh, I don't think any really compare to this. Uh, mm-hmm. People in the wrestling community uh, understand that. I mean, to go out there, you have no idea the the, the fan base they have. Uh, the same people were out there when I was wrestling in college for crying out loud. Are still there? <laughs> so uh-huh. uh, it's it's uh, it's. Uh, a big endeavor to even go out there and, and to come out and do what they did is, is monumental. As I said, we had some big wins over the years and mm-hmm. had some real good teams, but uh, uh, nothing compares to this. Matter of fact, when I was recruiting, uh, we got the program started here back in 74. This is this is what we told the kids, that they'd have an opportunity to wrestle the best teams in the country. And, and uh, you know, we had the resources here to, to do those kinds of things and beat those kinds of teams. And we never beat Oklahoma State, and it took me 40 years, but uh-huh. I'm still part of the program. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and we beat him, so it's it's a special <laughs> thing for me as well. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, but I, again, I don't know if the, you know, the, the people in the area here really understand the the, the significance of this win, mm-hmm. how big it is to the program, how it's going to help uh, Pat and our whole program, uh, recruiting and mm-hmm. and so forth. So uh, uh, the program's. Really moving forward, and uh, there's there's bigger things ahead. Well, I can support uh, your your angle about the fact that uh, you know folks from this area, you know, native North Carolinians, and and folks who are, have grown up in the area may not have a, a great understanding of just how big it is. Because you know, I grew up and was raised on college basketball, mm-hmm. but of course, out in the Midwest and and some of the the Panhandle area like that, I mean, wrestling is huge. Uh, in fact, I think uh, our, our show statistician Chris Hascock was telling us that the arena there that they wrestle in was named for the 
wrestling coach yeah, there at yeah, Oklahoma State. Yeah, so yeah. if they're building arenas named after wrestling coaches, you, you can understand <laughs> in the area just how big that is. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's it's hard for someone like myself to, to kind of get a grasp on it. But uh, hearing you speak on it does, you know, lend gravity to just how big a win like this is. Yeah. So, um, you know, obviously Coach uh, Pat has had a great uh, run of recruiting also as well. Um, what kind of a boost do you think this would have recruiting-wise? Yeah, I think, again, this is going to be monumental. Uh, uh-huh. Although, you know, over, over the last several years, over the last couple of years that he's been here, he's he's moved the program forward. And uh, But this, this win is is really huge, particularly, obviously, in the, in the wrestling circles. But uh, uh-huh. this will, I think, uh, help his recruiting, help everything. Uh, what do you think needs to happen here in North Carolina and, you know, in, in the South to, to maybe elevate wrestling to a, a higher status on the, you know, collegiate sports chain? Well, it's like anything. It, it starts on the grassroots level in the, in the schools and high schools. And, uh-huh. and uh, wrestling in, uh, I'm from Pennsylvania, of course, and uh, it's, it's, I mean, you get people going to junior high matches. Uh, uh-huh. I fill the gyms for that. So <laughs> it, it's, it's just that uh, uh, the people in those areas were brought up with the sport and they, and they started wrestling in junior high school or elementary school. Now they start these little league programs before they're five and six years old, and it and it's it's coming along here in North Carolina that way as well. There's a lot uh-huh. of uh, little league and uh, little league wrestling where the kids start in elementary school, and it's wrestling is getting pretty popular here in the state of North Carolina. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh, you go to the state championships, and uh, they have it out in Greensboro. The place is filled. I mean, so. Uh, there's a lot of interest, and it's uh, it's grown. Well, of course, I've been here since '74, and, and it's grown tremendously. Are you seeing some local kids get recruited oh, by yeah. local programs? Oh, yeah. yeah, we've got uh, we've got several kids on the team that uh, that are North Carolinians. I think and, Apex and we is always a had place. kids that. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Carries well, Carries Carrie and strong. Apex. Carry Apex, ones. sure. Yeah. Uh, but uh, wrestling is is growing, and uh, it's becoming more and more popular. Right, and as I said, the, the Greensboro Coliseum is filled up for the state championship tournament, so it's <laughs> it's quite quite popular. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, a, a win like this, obviously, uh, you know, is is it, it's great because it it brings in folks, you know, and, and again, I'll use myself as an example. It brings in folks like myself who. Uh, it it uh, fortunately doesn't, uh, you know, come up uh, as much during, especially college basketball season, which is what I'm accustomed to. Uh, so it's nice to be able to, to, to you know, take it in and, and, you know, revel in the fact that State had, you know, such a big win like that uh, out in Stillwater. So how do, how do you see the rest of the season unfolding? Uh, you know, I think the pack at this point is undefeated still, right, 9-0? and Yes, they are. Yeah. And uh, I guess this is going to help their ranking nationally. Uh, uh-huh. Uh, well, they're ranked in the top ten. That's this. They'll probably be ranked around fifth or sixth, something mm-hmm. like that, which is which is very very good. And uh, uh, like I said, they have a lot of young, a lot of young kids on the team, so the future looks very bright ahead. Uh, yeah, as well. And this is uh, we we mentioned Nick earlier. Uh, I, I steer, steer clear of the last name mm-hmm. this time around. Um, he's he's of course continues to have a great year, great career. Do you think he might go down as state's greatest wrestler of all time, or where would you rank him among the great state wrestlers? Well, he's going to be ranked among the top wrestlers of all time. I mean, uh, uh-huh. he's already won two national titles. Uh, there's only been a, about, uh, just just off the top of my head, there's only been about three or four kids that win four titles. Uh, mm-hmm. And 
since the start of wrestling, there's probably, I'm just taking a wild guess, there's probably maybe in the history of the sport, maybe 20, 30 kids that have won three titles in the history of the sport. Uh-huh. Uh, and he has an opportunity to do that, and it looks like he's on his way to do that. So uh, that's quite a feat to win three NCAA titles. Matter of fact, I, I, there may be fewer than I just mentioned, but mm-hmm. it's, it's a rarity that someone wins uh, three NCAA titles, uh, uh, and he has an opportunity to do that. Yeah. That would be something else, uh, and and obviously, you know, huge deal for NC State if he were to get another national title. But also, uh, it looks like the program itself is going to be continuing to elevate itself and get higher and higher finishes. And um, so, it's an exciting time for NC State wrestling, no doubt. I, you know, um, it's it's fun it's fun to see it progress and continue to grow. And uh, Coach Pat is doing a wonderful job. So. Uh, before we, we transition, let you go, uh, you know, of course, you and, and Dick DeAngelis Amedio are, are lifelong friends of each other, and maybe to, to each other's chagrin at times. Uh, but uh, what, what is, uh, what's your relationship like, Dick, been over the years? And, uh, you know, you've got your own booth here at Amedio's. I'm still waiting on my booth. That hasn't happened yet, but um, hoping that comes along at some point. But uh, uh, what, what's your, your uh, relationship like? been with dick over there i'm still trying to get a free pizza here <laughs> there's no free rides unless you have a podcast right yeah uh, no, i've known obviously i've known uh, uh dick since i got here in 74 and of course he and chuck were close and uh-huh. uh, uh chuck and i were close all the time so uh-huh. we'd always be down here uh during the day and afternoons and so forth and stuff yeah. and so uh, i've been close to to dick for quite a while yeah do you have a favorite dish no, I like everything. Yeah, that's a good answer. That's a good answer. <laughs> well, Coach, I want to thank you again for coming on with us and spending some time with us to, to talk about wrestling. We, we truth be said, I, I don't pay enough service to it, but, uh, you know. I well, want, maybe now you will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's on it's my radar uh, to a much greater degree than it has been in the past. And, you know, I hope to see that uh, NC State will continue to get more big wins like this and we'll have more and more great things to discuss. So. Again, thank you so much for coming down. Good to see you thank again. Thank you. Thank you. We'll, uh, yep, absolutely. Let's take a break and we'll come back and talk a little basketball and football on the uh, backside of the Riddick and Reynolds podcast. At Amedios, the atmosphere is just as important as the great food. I'm quite the football fan, and coming to Amedios, I'm amazed of the amount of pictures here of past football players that attended NC State that are normally now have been in the NFL or are presently in the NFL it makes me want to look at every single picture to see if I can recognize somebody or something from years gone by. Just a great place uh, with all the NC State history. I mean, you got the banners from Reynolds, all the uh, pictures from every era of NC State athletics, football, basketball, just tremendous history represented in the place. Medios, great food and great atmosphere. All right, folks, welcome back to the Riddick and Reynolds podcast. We are going to talk a little bit of uh, football and basketball here in the uh, second segment. Um, let's start with football. We, uh, of course, uh, the season ended for state last Saturday, but. Uh, we did find out over the weekend that uh, because of the result of the ACC title game that uh, 
Well, not because of it. Let me after the ACC title game concluded. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say not because of it. Yeah, but uh, we, we do have to mention that final score as many times as we can. Yes, <laughs> Clipson was able to uh, defeat Carolina uh, in, a, in a nail biter at the end. Uh, they certainly made it way more interesting than it uh, probably yeah, should have. You, been. you would think a hands team for the number one team in the country would be able to field a onside kick. Yeah. It's amazing how many times guys whose sole responsibility it is to just simply <laughs> yeah. catch a ball right. uh, struggle with that. But, you know, um, I guess if it was easy, everybody would do it. Yeah, I was going to say, we'd be out there. Um, but, uh, but Clemson was able to defeat uh, the Tar Heels, and uh, by virtue of that and all the, uh, you know, according shakedown from that result, um, State's headed to the Belk Bowl. Um, looked like. It was probably going to be that State was going to head to Shreveport for yeah. the um, uh, whatever that bowl is. Um, Independence Bowl, I think. Uh, that sounds about Which right. Is weird because I don't want to think Independence. I don't want to <laughs> think Shreveport, Louisiana. <laughs> right. The I hotbed of independent casinos thought. and True Blood are like the only things I have anything to do with Shreveport. Um, but uh, but yeah, um, it you know I guess. Uh, and I tried to, to get through, uh, and, and that's unfair to David Teal, but I tried to read David Teal's piece on how everything shook out and how State wound up in Charlotte and how Virginia Tech ended up in Shreveport. Um, but, um, you know, the the bowl selection process is, uh, I think anybody will say, a very convoluted uh, thing. Mm-hmm. And it yeah, can no, be- no one really knows what's going to happen. Right. I was reading all these bowl projections, and halfway through them I said, <laughs> I don't, even the ones that both, like all the people pick the same bowls, like the chances yeah. of it happening. It's fun to look at, but. Yeah. And I mean, the belt wall was definitely one of those that we were in the mix for, but it seemed like a very unlikely position given what were seemingly much more realistic options yeah. ahead of us. Independence, maybe military, um, mm-hmm. but it's one of those things where it does prove that attendance matters. I mean, some yeah. Carolina fans try to say like, "Oh, it wasn't your attendance; it was Pitt's." You know, lack of attendance, but it matters. Yeah. They would they would have picked Pitt if ours wasn't if states wasn't good. So yeah, I mean. You know, devil's advocate would tell you that you know proximity to Charlotte devs yeah. does help our co- our mm-hmm. cause and the likelihood of being able to sell out uh, or at least fill up yeah, a, fill a most, good bit of the lower bowl at least. Yeah, um, that that helps in your favor. But um, you know, uh, you're right. I mean, being able to show consistent fan support for your team does make a difference, and and a historical track record of traveling to bowls, whether they're here in North Carolina or elsewhere, mm-hmm. certainly helps. State's case, so. Um, so yeah, it matters, and um, you know I think a lot of state fans who were hoping to go to a bowl game are certainly very thankful that it wasn't uh, Shreveport because not only is that bowl very far away, it's also the day after Christmas, so yeah. it means you're either <laughs> flying out on Christmas yeah. or um, just spending all of your Christmas holiday in Shreveport. Easy, <laughs> yeah. At least go to like Baton Rouge or New Orleans or something. Yeah. So it's um, it's uh, you know, if I can say for Virginia Tech's sake. I kind of hate it for Frank Beamer because kind of felt like going out yeah. in Shreveport was kind of an anticlimactic way to <laughs> conclude a, a wonderful coaching Tens career. Of people will see it. <laughs> um, you know, uh, Virginia Tech fans do travel very well, so mm-hmm. I imagine there's going to be a good number of Virginia Tech fans there. But um, they'll be facing Tulsa, I think I saw, yeah. and you know, it's that's not a very you know, sexy yeah. opponent, and right. and I don't know anything about Tulsa football beyond uh, you know the basics, and so I couldn't yeah, tell you if they ago, travel they were well. Really good, yeah, yeah. That's about, I mean, it's a little bit closer to Louisiana, right? Yeah, and um, 
They've sent, a, uh, I think when we had Steve Logan on uh, a few years ago, he would tell you about Tulsa's history of producing coaches for other programs. <laughs> yeah. Um, but not many coaches uh, make a career of staying at, Tul- at Tulsa. So, um, you know. Uh, I mean, it may give them a better chance in, you know, going out on a win. I don't. Yeah. I mean, I know true. they've been. Tulsa's pretty good. I mean, obviously they made the bowl game, but. Yeah. They're in a smaller conference. You have to think Virginia Tech has better athletes, and right. that tends to help in the bowl game. And I mean, Virginia Tech did finish six and six, so I mean, it's not like they were an eight and four or, or eight and five. You know, yeah. eight fourteen that ended. Yeah, it's up not in like they got really screwed. Yeah. It was just they. Sh- it was. It would have been purely on virtue of hey, this is Beamer's last game. Yeah. It wouldn't have been like, oh wow, their resume is so great. Yeah. It's- not that states was wonderful, but at least it had one more win. Yeah. Yeah. Seven. Seven and uh, you know. Gosh, yeah, thank you. <laughs> Math is, Math is hard. <laughs> it is. Seven and five does look better than six and six. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, it, it'll be a nice opportunity for State to show out one more time for the year. Hopefully, you conclude with an, another eight win season. Back to back eight win seasons wouldn't be too shabby. And refresh my memory, they played Mississippi State in 95 last time. I think uh, it was because everyone's been watching that game. Right. With the crazy pants and all that. Yeah. I think it was the, 95. Well, I think the game was January 1st of oh, yeah. 95. It was, so a 94. it was the 94 right. season. Okay. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think it was January 1st of 95. So, um, yeah, it's, it's been a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know. And it's a preview for the home and home series that's coming up in a few years. That's oh, okay. That's with, right. I had forgotten about it's that. It's in like, I think, two or three years is the first game. I think maybe 2018, and the next was like 2020 or something like uh-huh. that. Which so. is weird to think about that being a year. But <laughs> Right. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It does seem like we should have flying cars by that time, right? Um, There'll be lots of cowbells, so that'll yeah. not be annoying at all or anything. Yeah. Somebody, as somebody else mentioned, I can't remember who it was. It, I don't think it can be worse than hearing Rocky Top five thousand times in right. Atlanta. Um, that yeah. was kind of my own personal hell. <laughs> and, and and I think uh, wasn't Tennessee was one of those teams that was in the mix for possibly yeah. going to the Belk Bowl. I, so. I had seen that state may make it by virtue make. The Belt Bowl by virtue of um, the bowl people wanting Tennessee, and they can't play Virginia Tech because they open next year. Right. So right. I was thinking that might have been an option. But, yeah. Um, so kind of unusual that neither one of those teams wound up going to to Charlotte. So yeah. Um, you know, we'll face off against Mississippi State. Uh, you know, a team that you know at one point got to you know very high ranking. Yeah, they were number years. one like yeah. last year, maybe. Yeah, a year or two. Um, and I guess Dak Prescott, Prescott. was there. Was he's there, still their quarterback? Is he still their quarterback? Yeah, he's a senior. He's breaking all kinds of you know, yeah. yardage records. And okay. To but he me, will, he. Uh, well, yeah. Okay. Sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I'm just saying. To he's the big worry for me. Uh-huh. Um, a smart upperclassman dual threat quarterback seems. To, <laughs> To kind of be an issue for right. for state uh, facing off against the a secondary that's been you know, right. much maligned by us over the course of the year, right? Um, um, but you have to look at it as you know they'll you know get some valuable experience experience against a good team. I mean, yeah, you know, heading into next year, a lot of times the bowl game is that's you know what you're looking for is that let's get some of these younger guys ready yeah. to go. Um, I mean, I'm sure we'll do some podcasts before then we can preview it more in depth, but right. Um, you, know, you just gotta kind of hope maybe Mississippi State doesn't come out too fired up. It's not they probably don't have a ton of alums in Charlotte. Yeah, it's not too too far a drive, but you know, yeah, they, I would definitely assume that State from a crowd standpoint would have the edge, mm-hmm. and maybe it, not to the degree that they that Clemson had against Carolina this past. <laughs> yeah, weekend. that was like ninety percent orange. Yeah, um, but it'll 
you know, I think it'll be a good game. It's a decent mm-hmm. matchup. Yeah. Um, I don't think I, I'm not predicting a state win or anything necessarily, but you know, I, I think you know we talked about earlier when uh, Austin Johnson was on mm-hmm. with us for that a um, couple weeks ago. If this season is a progress, um, and we all kind of agreed it, it's not. Mm-hmm. But a win over a team like that could be progress. Yeah, if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, kind of much in the same way that you know, winning against UCF last year, mm-hmm. uh, a much better UCF team before they imploded. <laughs> yeah, I don't uh, even know how that's possible. <laughs> um, you know that that kind of catapulted what we you know maybe it, it, it cat- at least created buzz. Yeah, it cat- maybe it catapulted our expectations for this year, right. um, but. Um, it would be good, and, and you never want to end the year on a loss, but right. um, you know, it would certainly be a, a nice win for State against an SEC program. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, I, yeah, it, it feels like you know, a win would give you a little bit of a nod towards progress. A loss would give you a little bit of a win towards maybe we stayed pat or maybe yeah, we took a, get, a small step back. Don't get blown out and don't get anybody career-ending injuries. Yeah. <laughs> I think you can say it is what it is. We played mm-hmm. a good team, stayed competitive. Um, yeah. Which hasn't been an issue this year. Right. They, you know, do, obviously three years ago was terrible. And last year, you know, they win some games but kind of got blown out still a little bit. Yeah. And this year at least the losses were competitive, but they still haven't beaten a team that's, quote, better than them. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Just, I, maybe it's the fact that um, we took – uh, a pretty sizable leap from year one to two that the fact that we're yeah everyone expects it again kind of yeah or maybe even not a, as much of a leap but to go from uh, a big leap from year one to two and then kind of stay even yeah maybe if it is progress you know minor progress it, it takes a little bit of the edge off of that feeling mm-hmm. so yeah um a win would be huge i mean any, any way you slice yeah. it yeah. so uh, let's uh, keep our Cliff fingers. Cliff Notes version of a win would be huge. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, so, we'll, yeah, you're right. As we get closer to that game uh, in the next couple of weeks, we will uh, talk a little bit more about the Belt Bowl as mm-hmm. it uh, heads towards us on the calendar. Uh, all right. Basketball-wise, we had a little bit of a mixed result over the last week. Yeah. Um, you know, we recorded on Monday and then the following night against Michigan uh, State faced off against a squad that we probably should have beat, and and they mm-hmm. lost their I think point guard for yeah, a he, good bit of the game. He was it was like about halfway through the first half. I yeah, think. and so and it, that's been their Achilles heel, which is ironic because I think that's what he hurt last year. Was his Achilles <laughs> heel. Um, but yeah, you would you would think Kat, you know with Cat matched up against you know Albrecht, who's been hurt. Uh-huh. Um, he, he wasn't. Spike Albrecht was not full strength coming mm-hmm. in again. That was the first game he played more than like two minutes all season. Um, you know, you, right. you, you come in thinking, all right, things are turning our way. Um, and it just didn't. It, yeah. Dribbling it, balls off the knees and it, it, yeah, <laughs> missing it, layups. It felt like one of those games where, you know, we were either – I didn't. I, I, I was trying to watch the game uh, online, I think, and, and boy, the watch ESPN experience is not that <laughs> of a great of an experience. But, right. um, you know – it wasn't a game that uh, I felt like the team didn't have energy, but they they just they weren't sharp. They definitely were yeah. not sharp at all. Um, and Abu continued to struggle. I don't know what his he was final like zero for four. Or it was something weird. Yeah, he only played thirteen minutes. Zero for six. You know, made both of his free throw attempts, which was nice. But yeah, you know, two total points and and only one rebound. And he needs to be the second or third mm-hmm. leading scorer and probably yeah. the sec- first or second leading rebounder. Yeah, and I mean I. 
I think that game put a pretty fine point on the fact, and, and I think Godfrey even you know made mention of it. Maybe heading into the second game of the week, where you know we just got to get more scoring from our guys, uh, our our big men, I should right. say. Um, you know, you can't have Lenard, Abu, and uh, BJ With like only give you like yeah, or yeah, yeah. You're not gonna win a, right. against the halfway decent team. I mean, you, they got away with it against. Um, <laughs> Bucknell, BJ yeah. not scoring a point. Malik played all right. Mm. Um, Leonard played really well for him. That's yeah. kind of his peak um, <laughs> points-wise. But right. they did that. But if you have all three of those big men playing well, State could beat anybody. Yeah. Easily. Yeah, I mean, it would, it would get you out of this mode of being a jump-shooting team that State seems to have fallen into. Right. And that and I, unless you're the Warriors, um, <laughs> you know, and even then, they can do everything well. But... Yeah, I mean, Caleb's a great shooter. Maverick Rowan's a great shooter. Cat will eventually start knocking him down, but yeah, you, at that level with that talent, you, you need to have something more than just getting hot from three sometimes. Right. And I wouldn't even feel great about State being a jump shooting team, even if we had Terry Henderson You're still right. in the lineup. Right, yeah. I mean, you just you don't want to fall into a you know a predictable you know rut of mm-hmm. one particular type of offense. There was what was was that was Michigan the game that Rowan was like one of eleven or something? I think um, that, I think that's right. Yeah, and, and I, I actually oh, yeah. really like him. So I, I'm not doing this to put him down, but right. that's what happens sometimes. Is yeah. almost every player, with the exceptions of the greats, um, you know, have games like that. And if that's if that's what you're relying on, you're, you know, that's that's literally just one black hole right. in part of your offense. Yeah, I mean, your your leading scores against Michigan: Cat uh, Barber with 16, Caleb Martin with 19, and then nobody else finished with more than nine points. So, um, you know, BJ did finish with those nine, but. Um, you know, you, you got to get more out of your big guys. You got to, right. you can't. One right. of the like one BJ of, played well, but no one else did down there. Right, and that's one of those things. Yeah, I mean, one of the hallmarks of of Godfrey's teams during his time here has been pretty evenly distributed scoring, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, it seems like the team has fallen into a, a bit of a rut uh, as a bit of a jump shooting team. Uh, so that that kind of bit us in that game. Cat did not get to the free throw line nearly as much as he had right. in normal games. Which is ironic because um, I think Michigan's had trouble with fouling. That's uh-huh. what my dad, my dad watches all of them. And mm-hmm. I think he, he was like their defense is terrible, and they played shut down defense against State. And yeah. that's, that's kind of worrying when a team that's – it's one thing if, you know, it's a tough defensive team and you just – Right. Know, like Boston College and football. Like, you yeah. were, we weren't going to go for 45 points. But right. they managed – to win and did the right things, whereas this it didn't happen against a team that's not known for defense. They're known yeah. for jump shooting, and they did that well too. But and I, I was listening to the uh, the game live on the radio, and one of the things that um, Tony Haynes mentioned was that what Michigan was doing a great job of was, was they were denying Cat's ability to get to the basket while also not fouling. Uh-huh. Um, and it's not an easy thing to do, especially with the new rule change, or not new yeah, rules, the but the, the emphasized mess. old rules. Um, but, um, you know, uh, they found a way to do it. And, that you know, I don't know if that rattled the rest of the team, not, you know, seeing Cat being yeah. able to produce. Um, but it was just a game that uh, State did not look well in at all. And, um, you know, it's going to be one of those games. I think we're going to ultimately, at the end of the season, Look back at this game, the William and Mary game. Those are going to be the games that we say, well, you know, State had its chances to uh, to get into the tournament, um, and the tournament's certainly not gone. Or oh, you yeah, know, it's still it, really early. Yeah, I mean, it's it's really early, but um, 
you know, a win like that certainly would have really helped State's chances. So, right. uh, let's flash the, the calendar forward just a bit before we mm-hmm. wrap up here. Um, State did conclude the week on a good note with a win against Bucknell. Um, 99 points and three scores in the 20s, which had, was the first time since, I yeah. think, Corciani's era. Wow. Um, I think, uh, you would I saw, think the Lorenzo, CJ, Richard Howell. Yeah. You, know, you would think somebody throw over Yeah. One, one of those years we would have managed to get. Hodge all, and Melvin and Cheryl. Yeah. Or, yeah. You know, something. Yeah. Uh, one of those years you felt like maybe we could have gotten well, uh, just one three, game. 320 scores. But, uh, but yeah, Cat had 24 and, and Maverick uh, exploded for 27. Um, you know, four of seven from three. Yeah. Proving that he, you know, right. he's and certainly it, a very and capable shooter. And he'll have games like that, and he'll have the one in 11 games. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's where you need ever, some other people to be hitting. Yeah. Yeah. And the, um, is Caleb the other one? Uh, let's see. Yeah, I think Caleb finished with 21. Okay. So, um, Cat. He's, he's turned into a heck of a, a heck of a player. Yeah, he has. And, and, you know, uh, lest you start to feel bad for Cody for uh, you know getting having his brother take some of his shine, Cody has also turned into a he's, great. He's just a different type of player. Yeah, he's he's developing in uh, you know the other areas of his game which are equally as important. And, you know, he rebounding, did a, he did setting a great up other job. players. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did a great job, like you said, setting up other players. Cat um, went out with three. I don't. Did you watch it? I, I have not had. A chance I, I had to watch, to watch it. it on replay. Mm-hmm. Um, and Cat had three fouls with like eight minutes left in the first half. Mm-hmm. So Cody had to play like seven minutes or something at point. Mm-hmm. And the team, you know, that's been a huge weak point so far. And right. the team, I think they increased their lead or at least maintained it during that period. That's good. Um, there's a lot of quick passes, the ball never touching the ground kind of thing. Good. Um, he's getting a little more comfortable. I mean, granted, it's Bucknell. They're not filled with athletes. But yeah. it builds confidence either way. If, hey, I can actually do this. I can dribble the ball. I can yeah. make these passes. Um, so that that was just as important as you know Caleb hitting deep threes and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, his ability to to step in and and be able to fill that backup point guard point guard role whenever foul trouble or injury, knock yeah. on wood, and heaven forbid, uh, if that were to be the case, um, you know, state being able to to have a, a decent option at backup quarter, uh, yeah, quarterback quarterback uh, quarterback That's of the, been an issue uh, the office. <laughs> um, you know, uh, it's good to see from both of the the Martin right. twins. Yeah, the the two questions are the post play and the backup point guard. Yeah, uh, someone posed the uh, the question: Wouldn't it be neat to see if uh, you know you could field five Martin quintuplets? And uh, <laughs> that would be I, kind of awesome. I, I would really love to see what that <laughs> would look like. Uh, you you'd know, have, you'd have just there'd probably be a fight on the court because they're those guys <laughs> that are kind of annoying. Oh, and like the you'd love to have them on your team, but you yeah. need to play against them because they're in your face. They'll talk a little bit of junk to you, Maybe a little bit of a Gravis Vasquez streak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll they'll somehow get the rebound over you, and you don't know how, or they'll yeah. steal, they'll like dive on the floor and take it. Like those, yeah. it's awesome to have two of that. Two yeah. people like that, and Rowan's kind of like that too. Um, I think Terry maybe. It's hard to know. We've seen like five minutes of him, right? It, it's good to have some of those guys. You don't want to. I mean, if you have five of those guys, you'd probably. Get, I don't know how successful you'd be, but it'd be kind of fun to watch. Yeah, it would be the ultimate Herb Syndic, uh interchangeable parts. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. So, um, all right. Well, we'll see. The, this is uh, exam week, so we won't actually have a basketball game until the thirteenth, I believe. Yeah, which is like um, Sunday, right? South Florida, I think. Uh, is it this guy? Yeah, I guess it would be this. So we'll have a game to discuss next yeah. Monday. Um, South Florida is terrible, by the way. Okay, all right, uh, they're like good. two and seven or something, um, and it's at South Florida, which is 
Is Skip uh, Holtz coaching them? <laughs> no, Stan Heath's not. Oh, it's Orlando Antigua, who was a Calipari assistant. Oh, uh, okay. All um, right. I really thought they'd have some players of some sort. Um, uh-huh. DeMarcus Cousins' brothers leading them in like four different stats. <laughs> They're not like super great stats, but uh, yeah. uh, that's, about all, that's about all I can... Uh, yeah. Conjure up for a South South Florida preview. <laughs> I think they're two and seven or something. Yeah, this is uh, this is the the part of the basketball calendar where there's a little bit of a dip and and you just kind of yeah, have to because they don't schedule the good teams because no one's going to go. And yeah, there's like and at there's South exams Florida, at Missouri. Yeah, there's some weird. Yeah, there's some weird. Uh, you know, scheduling going High Point next week at Missouri, Green, UNC Greensboro, Northeastern, and then ACC. So. Okay. Well, yeah, the ACC is looming large and, and coming soon. So, um, gotta, gotta win these next five because Missouri's not any good. High Point's got a really good, one good player. And then, yeah. And, and you also want to build some momentum heading into the conference season. You don't want to be kind of at the end of your non-conference slate still wondering, you know, well, where's, where are yeah. points going to come from? Where are, right. you should you have know. some questions answered. Like last year, we found out that Abu should be the other starting forward. Uh-huh. Like, that was a question that was definitively answered right yeah. at the start of ACC season. Unfortunately, and, now the question is, is should yeah, Abu be right, yeah. on the court? So it's, it's kind of funny how that's – and that's – and not to rag on Gottfried at all because I think he's done a good job, but that's kind of been an issue in a sense is it seems like his players take one big jump and then kind of just sit there. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. there's still time, but that that's a big question to be asked of the program is, yeah. you know, these these guys, yeah, they improved immensely from Sydney Lowe, and then they stagnated. And then, mm-hmm. or they improved immensely halfway through a season, or at the end of a season, and right. then they just kind of stayed the same. Like, could Caleb Martin get better? I don't, you know, it's questions like that. Yeah. Um. So, hopefully guys will get, I think a leadership role is the most important part. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody just come over, take over like Trevor did last year, and just be like, hey, you know, pat himself on the chest. I got this. Mm-hmm. You know, let's ride me. I'm gonna. We're gonna work together. But I'm gonna carry us. Yeah. Um, and someone needs to do that. If Cat can do it, he's. He seems he, like he seems, the most logical choice. He's but. the most logical choice. Um, whenever his outside jump shot gets down, I mean, he did that a lot at the end of last year. Mm-hmm. Trevor had a couple games where he was like four fifteen, but Cat was. Yeah. Four or six from three or something. Yeah. So, you know, maybe it's the Martin Twins, which is kind of scary because they're so intense all the time. You want someone that's a little calming, too. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but they need somebody to just yeah. say, hey, let's roll through me. I got this. Mm-hmm. We're not going to lose this game. And, you know, I, I think that would be a big step, especially when you start playing the, you know, the grinding schedule mm-hmm. of the ACC. Yeah. Well, uh, we'll see how things shake out on Sunday and then, uh, you know, have some, some basketball, some football and, and maybe some other things to discuss. Yeah. If, uh, if another one of our non-basketball slash football sports has a, has a big upset, maybe we can, uh, have some more, um, non, uh, not Olympic. Ugh. I'm so tempted to say non-revenue. Just Olympic sports. Yeah, Olympic sports. Uh, I'll I'll use the correct terminology. I'm sure if Debbie were here, she would correct me. Um, But, uh, but yeah, we'll see how things shake out. So Mm -hmm. I'll thank, uh, again, Coach Gezzo for joining us here in the first segment. And, Matt, uh, your work as well. Uh, Thank you for a great job. And uh, that'll do it for this week's episode of the Riddick and Reynolds Podcast.
It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.